Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. Today, I'm happy to welcome Lisa to the podcast. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for being on the show. Tell me, what is your question for me today? Okay, so uh, a little while ago, I was listening to one of your first podcast episodes with, I believe her name was Tori, Mm -hmm. and she was talking about her divorced parents and her family situation, um, sort of the stresses involved there. And it really resonated a lot with me, even mm. though I am the stepmom in the blended family situation, not the child in the blended family situation, but mm-hmm. it felt like a lot of similarities. And when I was listening to her, I just thought, gosh, like if this is us in 10 years, mm. I'm going to feel really sad that my stepkids are still feeling these feelings of being torn between their families. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my question is, how do I as a stepmom and part of a blended family um, bring more unity to everybody now while all the kids are still relatively young? Mm-hmm. So that in 10 years, you know, we're not sort of having the same struggle of, you know, being at mom's or being at dad's and feeling torn between two worlds. Is Mm -hmm. there anything I can do now to help the kids while they're young, not have those feelings building and building and building over Mm. the years? That's such a good question. I think the first thing that comes to mind is to make a commitment to never say anything negative about their other, about their other parent. Either the one you're married to or their their mom, because that puts them in the middle. Right. And so just really making that commitment is is the first thing that I would recommend. And that's definitely something that we have done from the very beginning. My husband and I have been married for eight years. So mm. when I first met my two stepkids, they were pretty young when I first met them. And now they're mm-hmm teenagers or almost teenagers. And my husband and I have a have a one and a half year old. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I don't know, I just have felt like, I wish things were better, (laughs) eight years (laughs) into it than they Mm -hmm. are. And especially now with, with my son being a year and a half old, you know, I want to make sure that he has a good relationship with his siblings. Mm -hmm. And you know, we do those things. We don't speak badly of their other family and we want to be involved with them. And, but it's very difficult and they live in a different state than we live in. Mm. And so I just feel like, you know, I, I feel like we've been trying all the things and it's still not getting to where I would have expected it to be maybe. Yeah. So where do you, where would you expect it to be? Like, what would you like to have happen? I would like it to not be, well, here's a, for instance, or an example that, you know, when my husband talks to his children on the phone, 
you know, he'll tell them that he loves them and they won't, they won't respond back by saying that they love him too. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't respond that way to me either. And so I guess it's just like this feeling of disconnection, Mm -hmm. even though we're trying really hard to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if like, maybe we're not trying to connect with them in the right way, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what a different right way could be. Yeah. Yeah. Are they upset about anything or mad about anything? Or is this just kind of how it is? They just aren't very expressive of affection. It's hard because if they are upset about something, it only ever comes through their mom. So it's hard to know like what's really happening, you know, like it's hard to know how accurate that Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. because we've had some challenges with that in the past. So it's hard to know and it's hard to bring it up with them because we feel like our time with them is so limited. And so when we do have time with them, the last thing any of us really want to be doing is sitting down and having like serious conversations that get really emotional and don't, don't feel productive or end well. Mm -hmm. So I feel like things never get talked about and then Mm. that's not productive. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's my question, how to better like be productive about addressing these issues with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that uh, it would be helpful to set a boundary with their mom, make a request and say, it would mean a lot to us if you would encourage the kids to come to us when they have issues with us, instead of coming to you, then you tell us. Okay. Is that something you would feel comfortable doing or having Um, your husband do? Yeah. I mean, I think we can try that. I think that has happened a little bit in the past guided way. There's a lot of parental alienation happening okay. um, with their dad. So it's it's hard to have a, a go-between and we don't have direct access. So I don't mm. know, this question is getting complicated, but mm-hmm. no, there's, <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's a lot, right? It's just a lot, a lot of people, a lot of dynamics. Um, if, if your stepkids have a mom who's working against their dad, that's going to create division no matter what. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's yeah, so really I think hard. As, yeah. And I think I want to know things that I can do regardless of all the other people involved, mm-hmm. because I feel like it really takes a toll on me. You know, nobody gives you a handbook about how to be a step parent, mm-hmm. how to be any parent, but a step parent just comes with so many other like complicated layers. And, you know, when our society stepmoms are the wicked stepmom mm-hmm. and then the LDS church stepmoms aren't even acknowledged at all mm. as being a parent. And so just like in like our community, like, I, I don't know, I just feel like I don't have a lot of references of mm-hmm. What can I do, even if I can't control any of the other people involved, even if I can't change the situation or make the situation less complicated, what can I do regardless of all Mm -hmm. of that to one, stay sane and two, nurture relationships the best I can. And three, especially the relationship between siblings, my son and my stepchildren. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think what I want to recommend is 
for you to decide the kind of stepmom that you want to be and be that no matter what everybody else is doing. So I want to be the kind of stepmom that talks to to my stepkids once a week. I want to send them a card for every or a present for every holiday, like whatever that looks like. I want to be the kind of stepmom who asks really good open-ended questions and invites conversation. I want so whatever those are, you kind of write those down and make a commitment for you to be that person no matter what, whether they say I love you or not, whether they, you know, whatever the response is, you decide. Mm-hmm. No, that's good because I tried to do stop back because I feel I don't get a response or whatever. But I mean, I agree that I need to just keep doing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's who you hard. want to be. <laughs> it's who you want to be. Not how yeah. they treat, like what they're doing, because that's going to change. But you can be who you want to be no matter what. So that's one suggestion that I have. This is really hard to do. So I'm going to acknowledge that before I even say it. But don't take, don't take things personally, like that the kids don't say or don't, because it's just not about you. <laughs> it's about the conflict that they they have and and what you represent yeah. but it's not it's not about you which is so hard when yeah. people are saying mean things or not being you know kind in return but just keep that in your mind yeah. um, and then i think it would be helpful to include your stepkids in life events of your baby so make sure they're okay. invited i mean i don't know how far away they are, how often they can visit or how often they do visit, but, you know, plan the second birthday party at a time when they're in town so they can be there and be a part of it. So be as much as you can include them in the life events of your little one. Yeah. And well, I'll say this, that I think a lot of times over the last eight years, you know, we've taken a lot of steps to accommodate them and their schedules and the things that they want to do, which is fine because they're part of the family. And that's always been that attitude that we've had is this is our family and this is a family thing and going to see them as a family thing. But also, you know, with the baby, I've thought a lot about like, he's going to grow up accommodating them and their visitation, and, you know, waiting to do things, putting off doing things so that they can be included, which is fine, he'll grow into it, and he'll figure it out. But I think sometimes I don't get resentful, but because I I want them to be included, I want us all to be together. But it's also exhausting. It's it's hard to constantly feel like I'm putting off things that are really important. And one example is, you know, my son is a year and a half old. And again, we're in the LDS community. Normally babies are blessed when they're little tiny infants and it's a family gathering and an event. And of course, COVID has thrown like a huge wrench into everything. Mm-hmm. But like, we haven't had that yet. We Mm -hmm. haven't blessed him all together as a family because we can't bring them here. And 
be all together. And it's, and it's just, you know, after a year and a half, it, you know, it just frustrates me. I guess frustrated isn't even the right word. It makes me sad that that's something that is really important to me and for my son to have that he, he doesn't have that. And I don't have that with him because Mm -hmm. this is so complicated. Yeah. 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 So with, with that said, you do not always have to accommodate them or accommodate their physical presence. It may be that they're on FaceTime during the blessing. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to be there in person. Just be mindful of them and including them when you can. But I don't think your whole, like your, your son's everything needs to be dictated by their schedule. So I think you can find some middle ground in that. And okay. if, if you want your baby blessed sooner than later, talk to your husband, make it happen and include them. Say, you know, we're, we'll FaceTime you in or we'll record it and send you a recording or we'll send you a copy of it or like there are other ways to include them. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, something that I think people in really in the box nuclear family situations don't always realize and maybe I didn't realize either before being in this situation is that like everything is complicated like every scheduling thing is complicated going on a vacation is complicated and then I have a lot of guilt if we you know plan a vacation and they don't go with us but normally you know a family of parents want to go on a vacation they wouldn't feel guilty if they went without their kids you know Mm -hmm. it's a different just a lot to accommodate. And Mm -hmm. I just, I'm so afraid of doing it badly. Mm. And I just, I just want to better communicate to them how loved they are Mm -hmm. and how important they are. And that there isn't a separate family here and a separate family there. And it's just hard to know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, from what you've shared Lisa, it sounds like you're doing that. Like, it sounds like you're doing a really good job. And there's no perfect way to do this. Every family is different and unique. And the way you show them that you care is by caring, which you do, <laughs> by, by making an effort, which you are, by keeping in contact, which you are. So I, th- I think the fear of failure is really weighing you down and making it so you're not seeing how much you're actually doing that is good and helpful and healthy. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's hard to not have anything to compare to or mm-hmm. not have any sort of guidance, you know, like, you know, like I, I said earlier, again, in the LDS community, like we talk so much about how, like, family should look in a little box and it's Mm -hmm. and it's hard to figure out how my family fits into that and I feel like I'm constantly having that conversation with myself and and just trying to um I don't know hold it all together and like you said like not not feel like I'm screwing it all up or not feel like I'm not doing enough because I constantly feel like I'm not doing enough Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I just don't, I, I want to give them the best 
foundation possible. So like I said, 10 years from now, they're not, I haven't contributed to the problem. You know, (laughs) I want to be part of the solution and also feel like I can't be the solution either. (laughs) You can be part of it. You can be part of it. I want to go back to your family doesn't fit in the box. I have come to believe that sealing families together is about a net and not about like little nuclear. (laughs) It's like everybody's woven into this net to return to God. And anybody who's sealed, anybody who's born sealed is in the net. (laughs) Like it's, And so your kids have this big net of people that are connected to them in this community and in the family. Yeah. What's coming up? I mean, it's good to hear somebody else say that (laughs) because I think that it doesn't get said a lot. You know, I think just like everybody else, I want security in my family and I, I want I want to feel safe in my family. We're all together and can be all together either right now or in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just been hard for me to feel that calm, that sense of, okay, like I don't need to worry about this. And yeah. obviously it ebbs and flows. Sometimes I'm better at it than others, but I don't know. I think a lot of these feelings have come up again, like I said, with the baby and just really wanting him to feel connected to his siblings and feeling like I'm not going to do that well Mm -hmm. enough. So I want to challenge your belief that it's your job to make sure they have relationships. They're actually separate people. Your baby's a separate person from you. And he's going to develop a relationship the way it develops for him. And your stepkids are going to, you know, you're, you're not that powerful, I guess, (laughs) that you can make or break (laughs) their relationships. It's not all in your power and it's not all in your control and it's not all your responsibility. All you can do is do what you can and be mindful of that relationship and including them when, when it's possible. That's all, that's your job. That's it. You can't make them have a close relationship. Are there things that I can do that can help that, I guess? Mm -hmm. Things that I can control that help to foster that? I mean, Mm -hmm. we've already talked about including them, which we do, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could. Are um, there things I can do better? Yeah, you could text, like if, you know, your baby's saying, first words, record it and send it to him and be like, Hey, I just want to share with you. He said, Dada, you know, or like just sharing little moments that if they lived with you, they would be a part of more often, mm-hmm. just keeping, keeping them in mind. And how can I build this, help build this connection, but not in a way that's a burden. Cause it feels like it's just a huge burden that you're carrying. Like, oh my gosh, it's up to me to make sure that these kids have a good relationship with each other. And if I don't do it right, I'm going to fail and it's going to be my fault and I'm never going to do enough. <laughs> it's just heavy. Yeah. 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 Feels yeah. heavy. Yeah. So I want to encourage you to let, to kind of let that go. You're not in control of this. 
all you can do is what you can do, which is include your stepkids whenever it works, whenever possible, but you don't have to contort your life around theirs or your, your babies. And then keep in mind, like, okay, how can I build a bridge between them? How can I help them build that bridge? Because your baby can't do that at this point right. himself, right? So, you know, sending cute pictures or if they're on Snapchat, you know, get on Snapchat and send snaps of the baby or just do things to that build that help build that bridge. Okay. But ultimately they get to decide whether or not they're going to have a relationship and how much connection they have as, you know, as they grow up, that's really not your thing. Okay. So do what you can and, and let the rest go and just trust life and trust the process and trust love as much as you can. Hard to let things go. (laughs) It is. It's It's really really hard. hard. (laughs) It's really hard. And you, you want those things because of love. Like I hear the love that you have and how desperately you want to build that bridge, you know, between them. And that's because you love them and you want what's best for all of them. Yeah. But want that without the burden of like, it's my job to make that happen. (laughs) You know, my job solely. It's not. You have a partner, it's the kids' jobs too. Like over time, the more and more responsibility will be on them to to build relationships with each other if that's what they choose. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not that all on logically you. makes sense. <laughs> right, right. But how do you get it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But those are some practical things that you can do to include them. But again, okay. you don't have to mold your life around including them either like find that middle ground more often than not we include them you know or they're they're there for the event but I I say if you really feel like you know I want my baby to be blessed then bless your baby it's okay yeah I think I've had a lot of guilt and stress about not being able to include them or even Mm -hmm. other people the way that you know, I expected to mm-hmm. that situation. And, yeah. and, you know, like you were saying about everything not revolving around my stepkids, I feel like everything has revolved around them in the last eight years of, you know, my marriage to my husband. Mm-hmm. And because so much energy and time is devoted to trying to schedule and travel and spend time with them and make it quality time. And then is the quality time good enough? I feel like so much time and energy is devoted to them that Mm. it really just, I mean, it's draining. And it, like I said, I, I'm happy to include them in our family because that they are part of our family. It's not a burden, but, but in other ways, it is a burden. I don't know if that makes, if that sounds right. It's not, it's a responsibility and it's work. It's yes, not necessarily it's a burden. Work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. if they lived with you, it would be hard work in another way, right? Like that's being a parent. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of responsibility. I want to encourage you to talk with your husband because I think something might be happening that that you might want to look at in being so anxious about doing it right and making it quality time and making it making them feel this and making them feel that 
your anxiety may be undermining what you're trying to do, like your fear about doing it wrong. And I don't know if he shares that or not, but that may be like the prevailing feeling instead of connection, instead of fun, instead of love, right? Like that, that stress of like getting it right. There is no getting it right. It's about connection, not perfection. Yeah, that's, that's significant. Mm -hmm. Because I think it might be undermining you worrying so much about it, of doing this perfectly. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that, you know, a lot of times, especially when we're with them and, you know, usually when it's like the last day that we're with them, like it gets really stressful and my husband and I usually argue and it, it's just like transitioning mm-hmm. is really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think a lot of times it comes from, you know, we only have a little bit of time left. Like, what are we doing to make the most of it? And then it just makes at least me like stressful. really stressed out <laughs> about not doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, so examine that perfect perfectionistic kind of view of this and this maximizing every second, that's too much stress. And it's probably a lot of stress on them. They're sensing that. So it's undermining what you want, which is to have a connection and have fun together and build connection and relationships, not to like maximize every second together. Ah, we're, you know. So yeah. look at that. Okay. With your husband and, and how can we kind of relax and let the relationships happen instead of forcing it and being so anxious that it's not going to happen that we actually make it so it doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Is there more? (laughs) How much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) We still have a few more minutes if you'd like to take, or we can wrap up. Yeah. I think that's, think that's kind of the core of it just feeling you know I think another thing that I feel a lot is like feeling like an outsider in my own family you know like and feeling like I can't be fully authentic you know like I was saying previously about not wanting to have hard conversations with them or or even not wanting to say I love you because I feel like it makes them feel uncomfortable even though I really want them to know that I love and care about them, mm-hmm. but hard feeling like I can't like fully be myself or I can't mm-hmm. fully connect to that, that I want. I think some of the things I'm doing actually are counterproductive to what I want to be doing. So I right. think it's important Ex- to take a look at that, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and this kind of circles back to what we talked about earlier is you decide who you want to be in the relationship. If you want to be the stepmom who says, I want you to know, I love you, whether they say it or not, or whether they roll their eyes or you be that. If they're preteens or teenagers, they're, they may roll their eyes, but it doesn't mean <laughs> you shouldn't say it. Right? Yeah. Your fear of doing it wrong and messing it up is actually getting in the way of creating healthy, strong relationships. Okay. Okay. So connection over perfection is the mantra I want you to, (laughs) to take what you, your goal, your goal is, is to have 
a good relationship with them, to have your husband have a good relationship with them and have your, your baby have a good relationship with them. Yeah. That's, that's what it's my about. Number one goal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're not going to do it perfectly and you're going to make mistakes, but connection doesn't require perfection. It requires repair when you make a mistake, you know, mm-hmm. saying I'm, gosh, I'm sorry. I really was short with you when I was talking with you yesterday. I really apologize. It yeah. requires authenticity. You can do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. You will, you will do it imperfectly, but you will do it and it's okay. And remember connection. It's about connection. You don't have to be perfect in this process. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Take good care. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider reviewing and rating it on Apple Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.